1: from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak for Monday, April 11th, 2022. Coming up this hour.
2: Ukraine expects Russia to widen its offensive this week.
1: Emmanuel Macron is set to face his nationalist rival Marine Le Pen in the final round of the French election.
2: A surge in Treasury yield sends ripples
3: across global markets.
1: And Twitter shares slide after Elon Musk turns down a spot on the company's
3: board. New York Mayor Eric Adams tests positive for COVID, plus the Biden administration plans to announce new rules today around ghost guns. I'm Michael Barn. More ahead. I'm John Stash, Howard Sports. Losses for the Yankees and Mets. Wins for the Knicks and Nets. And
4: Scotty Scheffler won the Masters. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app.
2: Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. and futures are lower to start the week. We are coming up to 6.01 on Wall Street. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. On Bloomberg, S&P futures are down almost 15 points this morning. Dow futures down 19, NASDAQ futures down 102. The 10-year Treasury down 13.30 seconds, yield 2.75 percent, and the yield on the two-year, 2.57 percent. NYMEX crude oil is down 2.5 percent, down $2.48 at $95.78 a barrel. The euro is at 1.0925 against the dollar. Nathan.
2: All right, Karen, we'll have more on the markets in a minute. First, the latest on the war in Ukraine. Austria's chancellor says he will meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow today as fighting intensifies in the east. Ukraine says Russian missiles destroyed the airport in its fourth-largest city, Dnipro. President Vladimir Zelensky says he expects Russia to turn to even more large-scale action this week. In an interview on CBS's 60 Minutes, correspondent Scott Pelley asked Zelensky what Ukraine needs from the U.S. and NATO.
4: Weapons, number one. They need to be very serious about it. They definitely understand what I'm talking about right now. They have to supply weapons to Ukraine as if they were
2: defending themselves and their own people. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky made those comments on CBS's 60 Minutes, which can be heard every Sunday on Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington.
1: Meanwhile, Nathan, cries are growing louder around the world for Russia to face a war crimes tribunal. We get the story from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter.
4: NSA Director Jake Sullivan says it's gone beyond the pale.
5: I think we can all say that these are mass atrocities, these are war crimes, these are shocking and brutal acts that are completely unacceptable beyond the pale for the international community.
4: Sullivan on ABC is heard here on Bloomberg says they lead directly to Vladimir Putin.
5: Make no mistake, the larger issue of broad-scale war crimes and atrocities in Ukraine lies at the feet of the Kremlin.
4: This, as Ukraine expects, a major Russian invasion of the east. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ed, thanks. Turning to politics, a
2: runoff election is coming in the presidential race in France. President Emmanuel Macron will square off with nationalist Marine Le Pen after a tight first-round vote. We get more from Bloomberg's Francine Lacroix in Paris.
0: It's a rerun of their 2017 contest. According to first projections, Macron got around 28% of the vote compared with about 24% for Le Pen in the first round. But a Macron win is far from certain as votes from trailing candidates such as Jean-Luc Mélenchon may go to Le Pen. While the president's perceived arrogance turned off many voters and helped Le Pen to frame him as a president for the rich, he's made France a favored destination for foreign investors and pushed employment to the highest record record in Paris. I'm Francine Lacroix, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Francine. Thank you. Another major story we are following involves the U.S. economy. The relentless rise of treasury yields continues to send waves through global markets. Ten-year yields climbed through 2.75 percent for the first time in more than three years as investors price in the impact of the Federal Reserve's tightening plan and accelerating inflation. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester is confident the U.S. will avoid a recession despite the high inflation.
0: I think that it will take some time to get inflation down because, as you know, there's other things going on in the economy that are adding to price pressures, including the commodity price increases and energy price increases that are happening. Um, as well, so I think inflation will remain above two percent this year and even next year. But the trajectory will be that it will be moving down.
1: And Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester made the comments on CBS's Face the Nation, which can be heard Sundays on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Another major story is developing on the equity front, Karen. It has shares of Twitter sliding this morning. Elon Musk has decided not to join the board of the social media
6: company after all. Let's get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Nathan. It was just a week ago that Twitter soared more than 27% after Elon Musk took his 9.2% stake in the company. Twitter said shortly after that Musk would join the board. And the billionaire has been vocal about changes he'd like to see at Twitter in the name of free speech. But Musk's abrupt reversal in his decision to join the board ignites renewed speculation about his intentions for Twitter as its largest individual shareholder. And if he does not join the board, Musk would not be subject to an agreement to keep his stake at no more than 14.9 percent. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Renita, thank you. Well, the Musk News is having an impact on the blank check company that is bringing Donald Trump's media venture public. Digital world acquisition is up more than 8% in pre-market trading.
2: Well, earnings will also be in focus this week, Karen, with big banks kicking off reporting
4: season for the first quarter. We get more from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellett. Investors will learn how Wall Street fared last quarter amid heightened volatility stemming from the Russia-Ukraine conflict and a focus on the Federal Reserve's tightening path. Tony Dwyer is equity strategist at Canaccord
7: it's going to be a positive earnings season the commentary is going to be
1: sketchy it's going to create this volatility
4: jp morgan chase will be first out of the gate with earnings on wednesday thursday gets very busy with reports from citigroup wells fargo goldman sachs morgan stanley and pnc in new york charlie pellet bloomberg daybreak
1: all right, Charlie, thank you. Well, turning to the pandemic, COVID is back on the rise, driven by the BA2 Omicron subvariant. Infections are at their highest levels in about a month. White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci says Americans will need to make their own risk assessments going forward.
8: There will be a level of infection. This is not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated. Mm. And what's going to happen is that we're going to see that each individual is going to have to make their calculation of the amount of risk that they want to take.
1: And Anthony Fauci made the comments on ABC's This Week, which can be heard Sundays on Bloomberg Radio. And futures are moving lower this morning. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports, and this is Bloomberg. Thanks,
2: Karen. 607 on Wall Street, 41 degrees in Central Park. We got an accident in Wayne. The off ramp from Route 80 to Route 23 or 46 is closed. Michael Barr has more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael.
3: Thank you very much, Nathan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has tested positive COVID-19. A spokesperson for the mayor says that Adams woke up with a raspy voice yesterday. Adams took a PCR test that came back positive. Mayor Adams was one of dozens of high-profile politicians that tested positive after attending the gridiron dinner in Washington, D.C. Dr. Eric Asher with Lenox Hill Hospital says the mayor's infection is a reminder that the virus does not discriminate.
5: Anybody is eligible to get COVID, and we just hope that the more folks that are vaccinated and boosted will have milder cases.
3: Dr. Eric Asher,
5: Mayor Adams
3: has no other symptoms but has canceled all public events for the week. The virus is also affecting Broadway again, with some shows having to cancel performances due to positive cases. The marquee stars of Plaza Suite. Tested positive for COVID, making it the third production to temporarily shut down because of new infections. People in Times Square had a scary moment last evening and started fleeing after a series of explosions. This man was walking by when one of the explosions happened.
7: Once I seen the fire, the cops started telling me to back up. I slowly started backing up, but still, I started, like, then again, I started proceeding like, to the fire, and then it's actually exploded right in front of me, and that's when I just, like, I start running.
3: Officials say it turned out a cable failure caused one manhole to erupt and a second manhole was smoking. No one was hurt and there was no property damage. Today, the Biden administration will announce changing for the first time since the Gun Control Act of 1968 the definition of firearm. It comes as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Biden administration must immediately rein in ghost gun sales. The New York senator says ghost gun kits must be treated as firearms
8: the preference would be for congress to pass a law but we've tried and it's been blocked by our republican colleagues so we're now asking the administration to do this on its own through regulation someone will challenge it in court but i think the law will
3: stand schumer says sales of ghost guns are rising around the country global news 24 hours a day on air and on bloomberg quick take powered by more than 2700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries i'm michael barr and this is bloomberg nathan thanks michael
8: 609 on Wall Street Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashauer. All right, Nathan. Scotty Scheffler began the year having never won a PGA tournament, but what a year he is having.
5: For a three-shot win. Scheffler behind it. Puts it.
3: And it's in.
8: It. And Scotty Scheffler has one of the great starts to a year in golf history with his first
4: major championship. The number one player in the world has won four times in three months. And he's won the
8: 2022 Masters Tournament. Masters Radio heard here on Bloomberg Radio. Rory McElroy started the day ten shots behind. He finished second with a 64 that tied the record for a Masters final round. McElroy finished his round by holing out of the bunker for a birdie, and then his playing partner Colin Morikawa did the same thing. Yankees and Mets going for season opening sweeps both lost. Yanks left 11 on base when Bobby Dalbec homered sixth inning. The Red Sox won four to three. Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton drove in the Yankees runs. They They've driven in 10 of the 13 runs the Yanks have scored so far. Mets had a 2-1 lead eighth inning. Washington scored three times, won 4-2. to Nelson Cruz, first inning homer, and later a 2 run single. Knicks closed out the season beating Toronto at the Garden 105-94. An eye-opening weekend for the Knicks' O.B. Toppin. Always a fan favorite. Toppin scored 35 points on Friday at 42 points. Last night, Emmanuel quickly added 34. Nets got 35 from Kyrie Irving. Beat Indiana 134-126. They'll host Cleveland tomorrow. Winner advances to play Boston in the first round of the playoffs. The loser will play again on Friday. John Stash, our Bloomberg Sports. Nathan?
2: Okay, John, thank you. Right now, S&P futures are down 15 points. Dow futures down 25. NASDAQ futures down 106 points. The 10-year Treasury is down uh, 14.30 seconds. The yield back up to 2.75%. Yield on the two-year, 2.57%. Stay with us. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Daybreak brought to you by the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF's donor-advised fund is the smart choice to manage your philanthropy, especially in times of crisis. Make your giving impactful. Visit jcfny.org.
4: markets headlines and breaking news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com the bloomberg business app and at bloomberg quick take this is a bloomberg business flash
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. Stocks and bond falling today as political and economic risks weigh on sentiment. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now S&P futures are down 12 points. Dow futures down 5. NASDAQ futures down 95. The DAX in Germany is down about half percent. 10-year treasury down 1332 seconds. Yield 2.75 percent. And the yield on the two-year 2.57 percent. NYMEX crude oil is down 2.4 percent on $2.36 at $95.87 a barrel. Comex Gold up nine tenths percent or $16.60 at 1962.20 an ounce. The euro 1.0932 against the dollar. British pound 1.3054. The yen at 125.27. And Bitcoin this morning down 3.6% at $41,570. And Toma Bravo will pay $65.25 a share for SalePoint. That according to the Financial Times, which cited two people with direct knowledge of the details, SalePoint is up about 27%. early trading. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
3: Karen, thank you very much. Austria's chancellor said he'll meet Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow today. Meanwhile, Ukraine expects Russia to widen its offensive in the east this week as the war continues. A U.S. attorney in the Obama administration is being nominated by President Joe Biden to run the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. Today's announcement of Steve Dentalback comes as the Biden administration unveils its formal rule to rein in ghost guns. In golf, Scotty Scheffler has won the Masters. In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 4-3. The Nationals beat the Mets 4-2. The Giants and A's won. The Orioles lost. On the final day of the regular NBA season, the Nets, Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors won. The Wizards lost. In the NHL, the Capitals beat the Bruins 4-2. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Okay, Michael,
2: thank you. It is 619 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. We want to focus a little bit on Twitter now because it seems like the drama at the social media company just doesn't stop. First, Tesla CEO Elon Musk reveals he's taken a stake in the company, rather big one. Then Twitter said that he's joining the board. Now, they're saying he's actually turned down their board offer. Let's try to make sense of what's going on at Twitter. Bloomberg Quick Tech correspondent Alex Webb is with us. He also writes about tech for Bloomberg Opinion. Alex, good morning. It almost sounds like Twitter might want an edit button just for its board moves.
7: I mean, that certainly seems to be what <laughs> Elon is, is making happen right now. It's it's in some ways surprising, but then equally, in the grand scheme of Elon's, uh, you know, tribulations, particularly on social media, it probably isn't that surprising. Uh, it was always slightly puzzling because it seems as though his interests do not necessarily align with the interests of Twitter shareholders. And Twitter shareholders, clearly, they want to make a financial return. Elon does not need Twitter to make a financial return. The If, if Twitter had gained a 1,000% um, over the past two weeks, that would have been in line with the gains he made on his Tesla store stock. So this was really, for him, more of a an influence play, it seemed. And that means his interests were not necessarily the same as the rest of the investors. And he still has that influence play in play, doesn't he? Even with a
2: 9.2% stake, with if he's not going to join the board, the limit goes
7: off in terms of it, how much bigger he can make that stake now. Exactly. And I think that that is one of the key points here, that By joining the board as part of that agreement, he would have pledged um, not to expand his stake beyond 14.9% of the uh, stock. And by then not joining the board, he can buy as big a stake as he wants. Now, obviously, whether he will do so is purely speculation, but it has triggered a lot of that speculation. And if he has... You know, several board seats, which he might get if he were to have a bigger stake, or if he were to acquire the whole company, which is a very big if, then he could do whatever he wants. And the, the question of
2: whether whatever he wants is still a big one as well. Just looking at his Twitter feed, he's thrown so many ideas on the wall. Some sound like they may be serious. Others sound like they
7: aren't. I mean, where could this go from here? I mean, th- I wonder whether Elon knows himself. You know, sometimes Hmm. you see, even in in his product roadmaps, You know, he will announce these products which he uh, wants to bring to market and then five years later there's still no sign of them. So maybe he's got the seed of an idea or something he would like to do. Maybe it's something to do with free speech. Maybe it's just about ensuring that he continues to have a voice because Twitter is an important platform when it comes to marketing Tesla, for instance. And so ensuring that there's no clampdown on that for any reason in the coming weeks, months and indeed years... That might be as big a reason as anything else. He gets a lot of earned media through his Twitter posts. Now, does he get $2.9 worth of earned media? That's a different question, but it's certainly an important mouthpiece for him. Yeah, and when we see all this going on at Twitter, Alex, what does this
2: mean for social media more broadly? I mean, how do Facebook, for example, or uh, former President Donald Trump's nascent venture uh, get affected by what's going on with Elon Musk messing around with Twitter?
7: I think the key thing to remember here, and this is something particularly important when you think about Trump uh, truth social, Twitter is not a big company. In the grand scheme of things, Twitter uh has 300 and something, I think it's actually active users, something like 200 million active users. Facebook has 2.9 billion active users. Facebook is a 600 and something billion dollar company. Twitter is a 30 billion dollar company. It's 5% the size of Facebook. Uh, you know, I often say to people here in the UK that Twitter's, revenue is the same as the profit that BT, the old British telecom, makes. You know, it is not a big company in the grand scheme of things. It has a lot of influence because a lot of people in the media use it. If you then look at uh, Truth Social, this is also not a big company. It is also not going to have anything near the number of users that Facebook or indeed that TikTok has. So these things, they sometimes make outside noise because, you know, we use them as people in the media. Other influential people around the world use it, but it is not as influential as Facebook is or any of the Facebook other platforms.
2: Yeah, full disclosure, I use Twitter. Thanks, Alex. And you use, Always it, very good- well. you use oh, it very well. Use it very well. Hey, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh Alex Webb, Bloomberg Quick Take correspondent, also Twitter user. Uh, what's your handle? ATWebb, is that it? I think we lost Alex already. Alex Webb also writes about Tech for Bloomberg Opinion. We'll, we'll find Alex on Twitter. He's definitely there. Just search Alex Webb under the uh, search Twitter bar. Looking at shares of Twitter right now, they are down uh, 2.3% in the pre-market. As for the market uh, as a whole futures are moving lower. We have S&P futures down 16 points now. Dow futures down 23. NASDAQ futures down 113 points. And the 10-year Treasury is down 15.30 seconds. The yield 2.75 percent. Just ahead, Ukraine braces for an even tougher fight to the east. And the French election heads to a runoff. Five things you need to know to start your day coming up on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Daybreak brought to you by Anchin Accountants and Advisors. Challenging times call for proactive advisors who help minimize taxes, increase cash flow, and create opportunities for the future of your business. Visit Anchin.com. It's 630 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It is time for the five things you need to know to start your day brought to you by Interactive Broker's simple IBKR Global Trader app. Deposit in your local currency and trade stocks in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Start your free trial at IBKR.com slash global trader. Up first, Ukraine says Russian airstrikes destroyed the airport in Ukraine's fourth largest city, Dnipro, as the war continues. Austria's chancellor heads to Moscow today to meet with Vladimir Putin two days after visiting Kyiv.
2: Well, meantime, Karen, a new Russian military commander is drawing alarm among U.S. officials with the Russian army expected to mount an offensive for control of parts of eastern Ukraine. President Vladimir Zelensky tells CBS's Scott Pelley he will not leave his nation.
4: I'm the president of our people. And even if I wasn't president, I would have stayed here. My family understood, not only understood but fully supported my decision, fully. Ukrainian President
2: Volodymyr Zelensky spoke on CBS's 60 Minutes, which can be heard every Sunday on Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington.
1: Well, on Wall Street, Nathan, shares of Twitter are sliding with news. Elon Musk is not joining the company's board. And we get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita
6: Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. A week ago, Twitter soared more than 27% after Elon Musk took his 9.2% stake in the company. Twitter said shortly after that, Musk would join its board. And And the billionaire has been vocal about changes he'd like to see at Twitter in the name of free speech. But Musk's abrupt reversal is igniting renewed speculation about his intentions for Twitter as its largest individual shareholder, if he does not join the board, Musk will not be subject to an agreement to keep his stake at no more than 14.9 percent. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: And Renita, shares of Twitter are down about two percent in the pre-market. In fact, most stocks are falling as a rise in U.S. Treasury yield sends waves through global markets. Ten-year yields climbed through two and three quarters percent for the first time since March 2019.
1: Well, Nathan, overseas to the presidential election in France, French President Emmanuel Macron holds a slight lead over nationalist rival Marine Le Pen. The second round of voting will take place in a couple of weeks.
2: Let's go from Paris to Moscow, Karen. Russia's finance minister says the country will halt bond sales for the rest of 2022 and take legal action if sanctions force it into a default. It comes days after the government breached the terms on two bonds by paying investors rubles instead of dollars.
1: And that's the five things you need to know to start your day brought to you by Interactive Brokers. And your latest local news, check us sports straight ahead on Bloomberg.
2: 633 on Wall Street, now 41 degrees in Central Park. We have an accident on the eastbound Grand Central Parkway LaGuardia Airport. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning,
3: Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced he has tested positive for COVID and is now isolating. Dr. Bruce Lee with the City University of New York School of Public Health. You essentially have this more contagious B.2 sub variant that's circulating, and we're still amidst cooler and
5: drier weather, so that can promote transmission. So we really need to be more proactive about COVID-19 precautions.
3: Dr. Lee, as New York City is now averaging about 1,800 new cases per day. Last Saturday, Adams attended the annual Grid Iron Dinner in Washington. Dozens who attended have since contracted COVID. China's largest COVID outbreak in two years continues to spread despite an extended lockdown of Shanghai's 25 million people. There were more than 26,000 new daily infections reported in the Chinese financial hub, an all-time high. The Biden administration plans to announce new rules today around ghost guns. Sergeant Christian Camarillo is with the San Jose, California, Police Department.
5: A ghost gun or privately made firearm is a firearm that can be made at home with pre-manufactured parts. You can order these on the Internet. It takes some very simple machining, and you put it together, and it works just like uh, a regular firearm.
3: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says sales of ghost guns are rising around the country.
8: Clarify under federal law that ghost gun kits are firearms. That would require a background check and a serial number.
3: Senator Schumer referenced a teen shooting death Friday outside of Bronx High School Police say the 17-year-old suspect may have used a ghost gun. President Joe Biden is nominating an Obama-era U.S. attorney to run the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Biden is expected to make the announcement today, nominating Steve Delbach. Kmart once boasted over 2,000 locations across the country, but the former retail giant will be down to just three holdouts when its Avonel, New Jersey store closes later this week. Baltimore-based author Michael Lysicki has written several books on U.S. retail history.
5: These just dotted the American landscape over the years. They still dot the American landscape, but as carcasses, as closed carcasses.
3: Author Michael Lysicki says it's just sad. Kmart used to be a real part of Americana. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg QuickTech, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. Uh, Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan.
2: And that gets your attention,
3: Kmart shoppers.
2: Thank you, Michael. Hello, 636 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashower.
8: All right, Nathan, big things were expected from Scotty Scheffler. Grew up in Dallas, dominated junior golf, now 25. Scheffler went to the Masters, having won three of his last five tournaments. He had already become ranked number one at Augusta. He took the lead Friday, never gave it up. His lead early yesterday did shrink to one shot, but he chipped in for birdie on the third hole, and from there that lead was never less than three shots.
5: It was definitely nice to build up a lead, and, um, nothing safe out there on the back nine on this golf course you know i i've heard all the things that everybody says it doesn't start till the back nine on sunday anything can happen don't hit it in the water on 12 you know all all the stuff um and you know i just blocked most of that out and just tried to execute and take good golf shots
8: defler had a double bogey on 18 still one by three over the hard charging rory mcelroy who still never won the masters But he had a brilliant final round 64 tiger woods at his second straight 78 said he's unsure if he'll play the PGA Championship or U.S. Open, but does plan to play the British Open because of his affinity for playing St. Andrews. Yankees going for a sweep of the Red Sox, stranded 11, lost 4-3 at the stadium. Mets going for a four-game sweep in Washington. Had a 2-1 lead, but the Nats scored three in the eighth and won 4-2. to Knicks finished the season 37-45. and 45. They beat Toronto with the guard. Knicks fans have called for more playing time for Obi Toppin. He got it this weekend, and he had games of 35 and 42 points. Stoppin's previous career high was twenty. Nets beat Indiana. They finished forty-four thir- and thirty-eight. Nets will have a play-in game in Brooklyn tomorrow against Cleveland. John Stashower, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan.
2: Okay, John. Thank you. Six thirty-seven on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks. Some of the names moving in the pre-market with Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Creedy Gupta. Of course, the name we've been watching all morning long, Creedy, is. Twitter.
0: It's Twitter. TWTR is your ticker. Down 2.3%. Nathan, it was down as much as 5 to 6% in the pre market earlier in the session. Now looks like it's pairing about half of those losses. Of course, this comes after Elon Musk decided not to join the board after speculation that the world's richest person would be mounting a takeover of the social media platform. Been very vocal about suggestions uh, that he would want to make to Twitter. But then, of course, the CEO of Twitter came out and said, well, this was just not the time. And the shares did, of course, fall. Once again, TWTR down down 2.3%. But there's an adjacent story, Nathan, that we should probably pay attention to as well. And that is Donald Trump's uh, tied Social media blank check company, Digital World Acquisition. DWAC is your ticker. This was a company that was seen as competition uh, to Twitter and really seen as taking a big hit if Elon Musk did indeed decide to make some big changes and join the board. So you did see it jump as much as 17% in pre-market trading off of those headlines on Twitter. Now looks like pairing some of those gains. Uh, DWAC, once again, is the ticker. Down, I mean, excuse me, up, only uh just shy of 8%. But still, 8% is nothing, Scott. At, Nathan.
2: Yeah, certainly a couple of names to watch once the market opens as well. And uh, speaking of moves in the executive sections of some companies, uh, we had a pretty big move from Lowe's.
0: We did. So on Friday, uh, the CFO, Dave Denton, uh has said that he's going to leave the company for another opportunity outside of the firm. Uh, It's a departure that Wells Fargo is saying is an incremental negative. That is a direct quote, but they still maintain an overview uh, on the shares. Remember, this is a company that has done very well in terms of the post-pandemic boom, in terms of home uh, builder stocks as well. So to see Lowe's see this move, you are seeing LOW down about seven-tenths of one percent. Nevertheless, not as bad as uh, other previous CFO moves that we have seen. So the this is perhaps a temporary situation, but something to keep an eye on as we see uh traders really digest the news of that C-suite uh, shakeup. We should also mention Newmont very quickly, Nathan. NEM is your ticker, up 1.4% today. It is one of your only, I'm um, looking at this, 23 stocks in the green this morning. And this comes after, I think, following gold and silver, the only metals higher in the commodity space, boosting those Newmont shares this morning.
2: All right, Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta with us this morning and looking at stocks as a whole ahead of the open. And Creedy uh, just alluded to the fact that they're pointing lower if just 23 are in the green right now. S&P futures are lower by 17 points. Dow futures down 34. NASDAQ futures leading declines this morning down 114 points. 10-year treasury down 1732 seconds. the yield now up at 2.76%, the yield on the two-year 2.57. NYMEX crude right now down two and three-quarters percent or $2.70 at $95.54 a barrel. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, sunshine today at a high near 60. Morning showers tomorrow, but they'll clear during the afternoon low 70s. Partly sunny upper 60s by Wednesday. Right now, 41 degrees in Central Park.
4: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are falling this morning along with NYMEX crude oil. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are in the red right now. Dow futures down 53 points. s and drop 22. NASDAQ futures are off by 141. The U.S. ten-year yield at two point seven six percent. Gold is up six. Oil is down, and Bitcoin sinks by three point nine percent. Shanghai fell two point six percent overnight, while European markets are quiet this morning. And back in the U.S., nothing to report on the economic front. In other news, Elon Musk decided not to join Twitter's board. In a deal news, SailPoint to be acquired by Toma Bravo for sixty-five twenty-five a share. In cash. Wrapping things up, NVIDIA was cut to neutral at Robert Baird, American Express cut to neutral at JP Morgan, and T Row Price was cut to hold over at Jeffrey's. Live from the first Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen.
1: All right, Bill, thank you. And to hear live breaking news of your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, Squawk. AWK, and Pfizer announcing a new CFO it named David Denton to the post. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. And now it's time for a look at what's going on around the world. And here's Michael Barr.
6: Michael.
3: Thank you very much, Karen. Russia is putting one of its most experienced military officers who is said to have a record of brutality in charge of its invasion of Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukraine is preparing for a whole new battle for Russia in the eastern part of the country. In France, President Macron will face far-right candidate Marine Le Pen in runoff elections being held this month. The first round of voting yesterday, McCraw had 27% of the vote, and Le Pen won 24% of the vote. In golf, Scotty Scheffler has won the Masters. In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 4-3. The Nationals beat the Mets 4-2. The Giants and A's won. The Orioles lost. On the final day of the regular NBA season, the Nets, Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors won. The Wizards lost. In the NHL capital, uh, the Capitals, I should say, beat the uh, Bruins 4-2. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Karen.
1: All right, Michael Barr, thank you. It is 649 on Wall Street, and we turn to news in science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM Report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. Ranked to top 50 national public university by U.S. News and World Report and top 10 for best career placement among public schools by the Princeton Review. Begin more at njit.edu. Now, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. In China, the country's largest COVID outbreak in two years continues to spread. There were more than 26,000 new daily infections reported in Shanghai Sunday, an all-time high. That's despite an extended lockdown of the city's 25 million residents. It's another twist in the week-long saga of Twitter and Elon Musk. As we have been reporting, Twitter said the world's richest person has decided not to join its board. That touched off renewed speculation about the company's future. Musk owns just over 9% of Twitter's stock. If he doesn't join the board, Musk wouldn't be subject to an agreement to keep its stake at no more than 14.9%. And Amazon is a long way from launching its promised drone delivery service despite spending more than $2 billion. A Bloomberg investigation reveals a program hurt by technical challenges, high turnover, and safety concerns. A crash last year had regulators questioning the drone's airworthiness. Amazon said it expects these types of events to occur, and it applies the learnings from each flight to improving safety. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan.
2: All right, Karen. Thank you. We are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers studios where it is 651 on Wall Street. Time now to check what's going on in D.C. Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include the U.S. offering more support to Ukraine as the war with Russia intensifies to the east. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan made the Sunday show rounds. He told
5: NBC's Meet the Press more weapons are on the way. We are proud of that contribution, uh, but we are not resting until uh, we have given them everything that they need to be able to succeed in their aims. On ABC's This Week, Sullivan accused Russia of planning civilian attacks from the beginning. The images that we've seen out of Bucha and other cities have been tragic. They've been horrifying. They've been downright shocking but they have not been surprising. And on
2: CBS's Face the Nation, Sullivan said sanctions are having an impact.
5: President Putin himself is acknowledging the pain on the Russian economy. He himself has spoken about the extent to which the Russian economy has gotten hit.
2: Also making news, coronavirus getting closer to President Biden. Cases are on the rise along the East Coast. Dr. Anthony Fauci
8: was on this week. This is not unexpected that you're going to see an uptick when you pull back on the mitigation methods.
2: And Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester was on Face the Nation, saying inflation could remain above 2% this year and next, but Mester says she's confident the U.S. can avoid recession.
0: We are taking actions. We have the process underway to remove accommodation and remove it, that emergency accommodation that was so needed at the start of the pandemic and throughout. Now we're in the process of removing it so that we do get inflation under control.
2: Face the Nation this week and Meet the Press can all be heard every Sunday right here on Bloomberg radio and for more on all these stories we're joined by bloomberg government reporter emily wilkins starting off with the latest in the war in ukraine emily we are getting more reports that the fighting is intensifying and that uh, president zelensky expects that intensification to continue to his country's east how if at all does that shift to the war shift the u.s response
9: Well, it looks like a big part of this is going to be coming in what weapons the U.S. and Europe are going to be sending over to Ukraine. It sounds like they're anticipating that this might go to sort of a ground-style World War II-esque war where you've got large operations meeting each other on a battlefield. For that, Ukraine is going to need heavier, larger weapons than what the U.S. has currently been sending. And you did hear Jake Sullivan acknowledge that there is that need for a different type of weapons. says that the U.S. is currently actually looking at trying to see if they can train Ukrainians on specific types of weapons that they might not be currently able to handle and sort of get that training in place so they can handle some of this other operations that the U.S. can send over.
2: I understand that uh, President Biden is going to be meeting virtually today with the Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi. Got to think that the war in Ukraine will be top of mind for both those leaders.
9: Oh, 100 percent, Nathan. That's going to sort of be the the spotlight there as Biden tries to convince Prime Minister Modi that he really needs to be doing more in this particular effort. At this point, you really haven't seen Modi come out and criticize Putin. You've seen them continue to buy Russian oil and gas. And we know that that's a big part of the reason that Russia is kind of able to continue to fund their war, even with these economic sanctions. That's really a huge point. And tensions between the U.S. and India, they've really risen, over recent weeks around the war in Ukraine. And so this could be a potential opportunity to reset those relationships a little bit. Obviously, also a potential topic of conversation today is simply the security partnership between the U.S. and India when it comes to countering influences like China's.
2: And when you think about uh, purchases of Russian oil and gas, obviously that's still happening on the European side as well. Are we seeing or hearing any more movement when it comes to the U.S. trying to help Europe reduce its dependence on Russian energy?
9: So that's definitely a tricky one to solve, just because Europe relies on Russian energy so so much more than the U.S. has. You did hear Jake Sullivan talk a little bit about it this uh, past weekend, saying that the U.S. was doing everything that they could, working overtime to try to get that liquefied natural gas to Europe. Uh, But I think it's a it's you know it's it's a larger problem. It's the U.S. was able to cut off um, its Russian oil imports fairly quickly because it's only about eight percent of what the U.S. receives. Obviously, for some of these European nations that rely much more heavily on it, it is a big question of, of where is this other uh, oil and gas going to come from? And how do you prevent from having an energy crisis in some of these countries?
2: From the time we have left, Emily, I want to turn to domestic policy, because we've heard from the White House this morning that there's going to be an announcement when it comes to uh, gun regulation. What more can you tell us about that?
9: Yeah, this is going to, obviously, a huge priority for the Biden administration and something that they really have to move alone on, just given the fact that Congress is deadlocked over this issue. One big thing we're going to see President Biden uh, nominate uh, former U.S. attorney in Ohio, Steve Dettelbach, as the new head for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, the FDA. Uh, We saw the last individual that Biden nominated for this role. He wasn't able to cinch that nomination. There was a lot of controversy. Over it, And so we're going to see if if the new nominee is going to be having any more, uh, be able to sort of overcome those obstacles that we saw. Um, we're also going to see the Biden administration push for some other things. I mean, we've seen him go, go ahead and talk a little bit about ghost guns, about 3D printed guns. And we are going to see now the Justice Department moving to finalize a federal rule on that because those guns are untraceable. They don't have the serial numbers that other guns have. Um, so it 's going to be a, a new rule that really requires manufacturers who sell these ghost gun kits to obtain federal licenses and serial numbers so those guns can be tracked like other guns.
2: Thanks for this, as always, Emily. Emily Wilkins, reporter for Bloomberg Government, with us from Washington, D.C. And you can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal and follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington, Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM, HD2. S&P futures now down 14 points. Dow futures down 13. NASDAQ futures leading the declines this morning. They're down 107 points. The 10-year Treasury is down 15.30 seconds. The yield, 2.75% on the benchmark 10-year note. And NYMEX crude now down 3.5%, $94.87 a barrel. Bloomberg Surveillance is next. For Karen Moscow, I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg.